This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 44. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Khadijah Dawn Carroll of Henna Souk in Elk Ridge, Maryland. Khadijah launched Henna Souk 11 years ago when she was the mother of four children under the age of six. Today, her business has multiple income streams, and she credits a great deal of her growth to her willingness to engage personally with her customers. Today, she and her husband have collaborated not only to grow the Henna Souk brand, but they also work with other entrepreneurs in their area to manage a studio where Khadijah teaches henna art and other independent entrepreneurs host classes like yoga and martial arts. You'll hear how Khadijah has grown her business without much advanced planning at all, as well as some of her tips for engaging customers visually using social media. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 44. I can't wait to introduce you to Khadijah Dawn Carroll of Henna Souk in Elk Ridge, Maryland. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network, helping makers and creative entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now, let's welcome Khadijah Dawn Carroll of Henna Souk in Elk Ridge, Maryland. Khadijah Dawn Carroll from Henna Souk in Maryland. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad uh, to be speaking with you today. Now, Khadijah, your business is kind of, uh, you know, you have a totally international business and such a wonderful story. But you're in the United States now, but things really kind of got started in Montreal, Canada. Tell us that story, would you? Yes, absolutely. Um, We had moved uh, back uh, to Montreal, where I'm originally from. And um, I've, I've been using henna for hair personally um, for many years. So I had, uh, you know, my own experiences with that. And Montreal is a very diverse city. Um, so I had access to that, uh, you know, and cultures and, and different things like, you know, similar things like that. Um, but I decided to take a henna body art workshop. And that uh, just drew me, like, right in. I was really, um, like, always loved, like, drawing and art. And and then the henna workshop just really um, basically just grab, grabbed me and reeled me right into like thinking about uh, doing this as a business and, um, you know, reselling the products. And I, and I realized that uh, at that time that there was a, not, wasn't a lot of uh, henna suppliers in Canada in general. So that would be a perfect niche that I could, um, you know, grow easily and it's very flexible flexible for myself and um, my own schedule because at the time I had uh, four children six years and under and uh, there was not really I didn't feel like it would be feasible for me to go and try to get a job or pursue something else um, because you know have, having children so they're so young you know you have to be there for them basically um, and um, 
yeah, I just wanted to do something that I also loved and was passionate about. And uh, henna was was perfect for that. I just felt it, it uh, could draw in all types of people. You know, it wouldn't be suited just for just one type of person. It's just for everyone. And you know, Hannah, um, Khadija, you, I, call, I just call you Hannah. It's like, and that's really interesting because when I think of you, I, I immediately think of Henna because your designs are so extraordinarily beautiful. And so I, I'm surprised if I'm the only one that's ever done that. <laughs> but, but so you started in Montreal in 2005 and you, yes. you had children. So you created a business that allowed you to integrate your your life as a mom and a wife with your desires as a professional person to, to, in a career, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then went on to have two more children in Montreal at the time as well. And now you're back here in the States and things are booming. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, starting a business with four children under the age of six. You must have had an incredibly strong belief that what you were going to do was going to be successful because you didn't have a lot of time. I only have two children and I know when they were <laughs> under six, I really had to budget my time. Mm -hmm. I had to be so careful. And I had to be sure that everything I was doing that had nothing to do with them was going to yield me some results. I had to really believe that. So tell us a little bit about how you had that belief and what kept you going in those early years when I know it must have been really hard to do this and raise your children full time, both full time jobs. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like any, um, I feel strongly about, uh, you know, definitely believing in yourself and believing in what you're doing. I had no doubt in my mind that Hannah Sook would ever, um, like, fail, or I was never worried about, like, is it actually going to happen? And I wasn't in a rush. That was another thing. I wasn't in a rush because I felt that this allowed me the flexibility to, flexibility to have my business grow but at the same time as growing myself as a person and growing with my children. And, um, you know, as any business grows, it just it completely evolved, like, perfectly. Like, it just flowed so organic. So it's really, like, a blessing. Like, I, I never had a plan or, you know, uh, never really sure, like, what was going to happen. But I just knew <clears throat> that I wanted to do what I love um, to do. And, and I just love henna. Um a lot just because of the reach it has with the, the community and, and people you know in general like and it's worldwide it's just it's something it's art it's natural uh, beauty and it's natural hair care it's organic so I just uh, really just believed in that and I had with the support of my husband Jamal um, he you know he's just always been really great with uh, you know being with the kids of course it's typical like if I go to a henna party you know he'd be there and kind of um it just worked out we just kind of are we're both entrepreneurs um being we just have that mindset we both love teaching so all of that just enveloped all together um was just um you know just how we did it and sometimes yes we had our kids help us label some things so that was fun <laughs> <laughs> yes yes well you know i love so the family, family business aspect yeah. of it of course so yeah so you feel that not rushing because you know today yeah. everything happens fast and we have to get it done fast and really it's hard for new entrepreneurs to come into the marketplace and, and not rush because yeah. there's so many, it's like, I want to do this and I see that person doing this. And so how do you tune all that out and not rush? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's, that's such a good question. It's just like, I don't even, 
no um i just don't i don't know how i almost i'm like how did i really it just maybe you're just just like really really super focused yeah i was just i was really focused i was really you know i started out by interacting with people i've always loved like social media and the computer and the internet like i've just always loved that and i felt that that was just me interacting and uh, talking about Hannah with people all the time, people got to to you know be like what you said earlier when people say, "Oh, they're Khadija," they think of Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they think of Hannah. Oh, sometimes they call me Hannah for sure. Yeah, and um, it just, I just loved that aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, interacting with people and mm-hmm. just uh, slowly build building it. I, I guess I don't know why I was not in a rush. I felt like. Mm-hmm. It was just because I, I I almost couldn't really be in a rush too, because my focus, my what my intention was, was to be able to be with my kids, and that mm-hmm. was important to me. So, it's about deciding of like, well, what's it, what's important to you, you know, mm-hmm. in that in that respect. Because I also and I also didn't, I knew for sure I, I've always never wanted to be just a business to come along and you know be there and kind of like be gone in a couple of years. No, no, no. I always looked at it like that I want to start doing this so that maybe maybe one of my kids might like it, you know, or maybe not. But just that it was like a family affair, like that they would be surrounded. And even if they weren't interested in what I'm doing, they knew that, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, being, um, you know, like wanting, desiring things, that like you can have anything you want. You just have to put your mind to it. And, and that, that focus, I guess, for me was like, what made it um, what made it organically flow and grow and like I just everything even from social media is just an organic growth I don't uh, you know I don't I don't I don't, I don't pay for, for a lot of advertising I'm kind of cheap in that way in that area <laughs> because I believe that I can just me doing henna for people um, even recently doing henna collaboration with Whole Foods and I was doing free henna I made a decision to say, like, I'm not just going to do free henna. I'm going to do amazing henna. I'm going to do beautiful pieces on people that um, my focus just changed. I was just like, I don't need to just do just free henna just to get people coming in and coming through and trying to get quantities of people through. I'm going to do beautiful henna so these people leave and say they always remember, like, what I did for them. Oh, and I love uh, that. I love yes, that approach. I did, yeah. And um, then it made me happy. Yeah. I got great content. Um, cause, cause mind you, I don't do a lot of free things and I know people get worried about doing free type of events, but sometimes there are some situations that's good. I would not say no to Whole Foods. That's my foot in the door right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, but, but plus, you know, you, your, your henna designs, it's like, I know they're not ads, but girl, they are all the ads you need. <laughs> they, they are just they absolutely <laughs> stunning. Well, and I'll never forget the time we had a Indie Business Network meetup in Maryland yeah, when you yes. moved back. And I, um, uh, several members from Maryland came. We had a little little meetup, and we had a nice nice meal. And yeah. I remember when you walked in, you had your henna supplies with you, and yeah. your husband was there. Mm-hmm. And I immediately got so excited because I was like, oh, my goodness, he's supporting her. I love that. <laughs> you know, we all need that kind of support, and it's so oh, special yeah. when it's your spouse. And then yeah. you did a henna on me. Yep. <laughs> and I sat there, and I remember watching you, and I was looking at my hand, and I was like, First of all, she's doing a beautiful design. And second of all, she's not just a, like a, a maker of henna products. Khadija is an artist. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that I noticed about you. So I want to talk to you a little bit about yeah. how you combine, you know, your artistry. What you make is an art form. And, you mm-hmm. know, as makers, 
that's that's true. It's not just oh, a yes. sugar scrub. It's not just an no. eyeshadow. It's an art. Tell Mm-mm. us about how you, in your mind, combine those things together to create that kind of impression and send that message to the marketplace and to your target customers. Yeah, I, I love showing that henna um, is a beautiful art form and henna has so many uses. Um, a henna artisan group that I run on Facebook alone has 5,000 members and that's just people sharing henna inspired artwork on guitars, uh, drums, uh, candles, uh, glass, stones outside on, on the back porch, just drawing, just showing art and uh, gifting people with, um, you know, I have a couple of people that have left stones like decorated with henna, like just for people to find just that it's just all that energy is just amazing where you take henna, the simple plant, and then it's amazing for, um, you know, henna, like for hair, for your natural dyeing your hair. But it's just not about dyeing your hair. It's about, you know, strengthening and growth and um, just just making a healthier environment. But that itself is the process of mixing it. Like my focus is like to get give people the, um, you know, power to take raw ingredients and then make their own um you know recipes for themselves too because you know there's no there's no one product sometimes all in one box that'll just fit for everyone in a way i feel like the henna yes henna as an ingredient does but when you yourself are taking it you need to create that to be perfect for your hair type your body you know your body your mix and when even when mixing for body art that's that's part of you all these recipes are you it focuses on you and what you love and um and then i even use the raw ingredients to make uh, gloss bars shampoo bars and just combining all those um those those ingredients and just keeping it you know ayurvedic and i just love um i just love formulating i just as much as i love like cooking and baking i just love those all those processes into making something that comes out really beautiful. And Khadija, um, what is yeah. what is for those who don't know, what exactly is henna? Henna is a natural plant. It grows in uh, extremely hot countries such as like India, Pakistan, Morocco, and uh, Yemen, um, areas of the Gulf. So it grows there, and uh, it's a it's a small like a bush, you know, shrub, but it has natural. They call the natural dyes Lawsonia nermis. And uh, the leaves are dried and crushed and also grinded into like a powder. And then uh, we receive, we import the powder form and then we uh, mix it and use it, uh, you know, here in, in Maryland at our uh, warehouse. That's where we make everything. And so it's like it, the leaves are crushed. It comes in different colors naturally. Or do you create the colors when you get the raw materials? Um, yeah, we can. Com- com- um, combine some of the herbs, the different herbs, not just Hannah doesn't make several colors naturally since it's a plant um and that's where there's a lot of confusion too on the market is that they easily will find boxes of henna color they're actually their henna blends uh, with other herbs and other ingredients and in, in it and whatnot so that's another reason i like to have all the ingredients separate so that clients know you know exactly what's going into their recipe and again it goes back to that empowering yourself to do it yourself and having all the ingredients you need for you for your hair type and in your body and everything like that. Um, but the henna will always stain like a reddish, like a reddish burgundy tone. 
um, or a coppery tone. Different henna powders can vary slightly in the red range from different countries. But um, you're using, you're adding other herbs in to change, alter the color or other like fruit. Um, like when I'm doing, for example, um, uh, the henna for body art, I'll add jaguar juice, which is a fruit from South America to make it turn black actually naturally. So it's chemical free. And then if you want it for hair, then you're going to take the henna and add indigo to it to make it like brown or to black tones, like like paints, mm. basically. It's so fascinating yeah. that you can yeah. take a, a, the leaf of a plant and turn it into something that's so beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it like, is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you sell your products and what different sorts of products you have. I know you have a website at hennasoup.com where you sell retail do you do wholesale? Do you do shows? I know you have an event. Tell us the different ways, the different income streams that your business has, Khadija. Definitely our primary source will be the website, hennasook.com, uh, where we get the majority of all of our orders. And um, from there, we also um, recently opened up a studio. So we have a studio location where we sell products uh, locally, and I and I also see clients to uh, do um henna body art for them the services as well there <clears throat> and um i do have wholesale accounts with uh, retailers that specialize in natural hair care and uh and some salons as well that color with uh, henna for hair and they um you know use our products for that and then we also do shows that i like to do a lot of natural hair shows it's a really good niche for us because uh you know henna is a natural hair uh, dye so the hair shows are really great and everyone loves uh, the henna body art so it just attracts people like to our um, to our booth um, so we do really well with there and um, <clears throat> also we um, we do like events like the events especially since the studio opened I- I've been trying different events like henna paint and sip parties um, and then I do uh, also parties where I go to clients and weddings and um, just all types of events um, um, that wherever I, you know, people will want to have henna, like just parties, even birthday parties, I'll do services. So I'm doing services, but also, um, you know, the products as well. Wow, that is so, if I you miss also something. have henna, <laughs> henna chai, don't you? Henna yes, chai thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I've been henna... keeping track. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. I'm like thinking of all the things you do sometimes, trying to keep track of everything. But the henna chai is um, is basically like where I do most of our teaching. Like when it comes to henna uh, body art or henna for hair, I love teaching. So I teach uh, a lot, which um, just brings in a well, clients as well when they know they can look to you for guidance and 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 uh and especially in the henna for hair industry they're looking for guidance for you how to use products or make products or you know what that kind of those kind of things mm-hmm. the henna chai is where we have um this year what we've we've done uh we used to this year what we've done differently from last uh years where we have a henna weekend conference we have henna artists come in once a month and we just focus on the, their art style and they teach us classes on um, on henna body art and learning how to do um, different styles of henna, like Indian you know, bridal or maybe they, they'll show us how to do henna be- belly art for pregnant women, mm-hmm. uh, mandalas. Uh, every artist has like their own um, style and, and niche of expertise. So we bring in those experts, mm-hmm. those henna artists that specialize in that. 
and uh, have them teach us how to, you know, do do all these different types of styles of designs. Uh, and it's and it's so much fun. You know, it's just it's a, it's just a lot of fun. And then we ex- get to exchange and do henna on each other. So that oh my goodness, that it makes it like even more fun. <laughs> henna parties sounds so yeah, basically, awesome. Basically, it's like so, a big henna party. Yeah. <laughs> so from 2005 to today, that's mm-hmm. 11 years. You have created. I'm counting six income streams from your brand. You've got retail online. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, you've yeah. got your studio, which mm-hmm. is one of the, the 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 most recent things that you've added. And mm-hmm. from there, you sell your products and you also host events. Yes. You have wholesale mm-hmm. and you do natural hair shows. Yeah. And you also have uh, a mobile service where you'll come to someone's home and do or you'll go to their wedding or whatever and do their henna. Yeah. And then yeah. you also have the henna chai event. So he- here's what I want to ask you, Khadijah. Mm-hmm. You're a mom. Mm-hmm. You're a wife. You have six children. Um, and I, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting, I think maybe actually all of them by now. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so some of them are quite young. And so you you have created this over this, you know, 11, 12 year time span. And tell us how you added on these different uh, income streams. Because one of the things, of course, as you know, that I feel is so important is that if we want to have a sustainable business, you have to have more than one income stream. So how mm. did you know when it was time to add another one? How did you go through this process? I know earlier you said you didn't really have a plan. Are mm-hmm. you still sort of working by that? Or do you do you now that you've done it a couple of times? Do you do you plan it out more deliberately? Tell us a little bit about what goes through your mind when you do this kind of growth. Um, yeah, basically, um, I'm always, you know, since I'm very active uh, online, I just look a lot at like different events, uh, say, say, my focus of, is events. Um, and that came, I would say events probably came more into when I, um, like, there were small ones in Canada, but like, they, you know, they wouldn't be, I had to figure it out. I felt like I had to kind of learn um what would work and like trial and error. So again, I went in with the mindset of realize, you know, realizing that sometimes you might choose events, especially when you're starting out, that might not, uh, you know, be, um, you know, the best. You know, let's say you're not making the money that you thought you'd come away with. When that those kind of things happen, well, you have to figure like, well, how can I make this like turn this into something a bit better? Um, networking with those people that are there. Um, and then you can also, um, you know, offer people that are coming through something so that they can come back to you. It's a matter of like figuring those things out. Uh, but events, I, I would say, were added in. I'm using it as an example, like when probably when we came back to the States. When we came back to the States after being in Canada for five years, we were in Montreal and then Toronto. Um, and we brought, you know, luckily since Hannah Success online business, it was able, easy to move around with the the online business, but when we came back to Maryland, it just uh, it just blew up. Like I just I didn't even yeah it did, and I didn't even I of course again I didn't know that was really going to happen. Well, when did you um, come back to Maryland? What year was that? That, that had was to be. 2010 2010 so for for five years you were in Canada and then Mm -hmm. and then six years here so I mean congratulations on all all of that I think it's wonderful you've mentioned social media a lot throughout our time together tell us a little bit about how you use social media to grow your business um with social media um 
I can say, like, do you want me to focus more on, like, how it started? And, like, you said started, like, back then and, and then how it is today? Yeah, probably, probably yeah. more like what are your best tips? I mean, I know you okay. take photographs of your beautiful artwork, and that, <laughs> obviously we've talked about that. But, you know, what's your approach? I mean, do you use certain um, social media outlets more than others? Are there some that you that you totally find do not work for you at all? What What are your basic tips that you would offer someone else um i find that um basically that for now 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 in this time with social media let me start that over okay with uh social media i've uh found that because um people are very visual you really do have to keep up with what people are using like the latest uh you know the latest and most popular um like say apps or social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, types of uh, pages. So I find that Instagram is definitely hands down our our best one um, because also we get I get a lot of bookings through there, and then people do ask me a lot of questions about henna for hair through there. But I'll, definitely, the henna body art uh, just showcases like when people see like that artisan part of your business. Um, when they can see you doing something, um, and even like videos, uh, people just love videos and then Instagram is perfect for that. And, uh, it just, uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So it's <laughs> like, there's no reason not to not use it. It's, uh, it's, it's there and yeah. people, um, oh, I definitely love Instagram the best. I love your um, videos. I've seen a couple of them where you speed it up. Like, yeah, and then like you start with like someone's barefoot or something, and then 15 seconds later, it's yeah. like, gorgeous and ready for the wedding. Yeah. That's so yeah, amazing. So, so I love that you're mentioning Instagram. It certainly is a really hot one, but it's also a recent one. And most of your business growth was done before Instagram. So, what were you doing? Um, before then, again, again, I feel like I've I've flowed well with the times when it came to social media. Um, of course, back when I started, forums were really popular, so I was on forums. Um, but then when people moved on, I guess I moved on too because it it just wasn't. Um, and, you know, I also didn't have as much time to be doing doing that as much. Uh, the blogging, I definitely love blogging. Blogging really helps when you have your own blog page. I love writing in general so that really uh was a part where i I could grow and get uh content in and people coming uh through and um then of course facebook yeah definitely you have to be blogging like you have to talk you 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 have you're not talking you're not really relevant if you're not talking you're not saying anything (laughs) (laughs) you don't have anything to offer well you may have something to offer but no one knows it yeah, exactly. You have to stay relevant. You have to stay relevant. You have to be where people are, are you know, where there's a lot of people enjoying themselves, like, definitely. Yeah. Um, but Facebook is, re- is really good. Um, it's, it's shifted a little bit because you have a lot more, um, I guess, older people. There's some young people on there, too, but there's older, mm-hmm. what the young kids say. I guess it's good that I have teenagers because I know what they're on. I'm kind of like, right. all right, so I know what's kind of hip. I know, know what's kind of going forget. on. My, my daughter was watching me on Facebook one day recently, and she said, she was just looking over my shoulder. I wasn't hmm. paying any attention to her, and she said, oh, I see. Facebook is like Instagram for old people. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of went, oh, gosh, you know, let me get off this Facebook thing. But anyway, uh, no, I love what yeah. you said about um, having to keep up with it. Because as yeah. they add on new social media outlets, you, you obviously, unless you 
spend a lot of time or hire a lot of people that do it full time, you can't be everywhere. So you're saying that you have as another one has rolled out, you've tried it out and then adjusted your social media outreach to embrace something new that that's popular this week that wasn't popular last week. Yes, yeah, and I feel like it 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 does, and um, you know, especially if you can't hire a, a lot. And to be honest, I can't hire a, a lot, you know, of uh, staff. You know, I'm still re- relatively small, and uh, and I I do do a lot of uh, this myself. Mm-hmm. Even the photography, um, mm-hmm. I just uh, love to do those things. And and so basically, with the social media, is yeah, you just have to grow and and. Um, and how, how, do you, how do you tell people, how do you do that? Because I find that this is a big sticking point for a lot of people. They'll feel that, oh my gosh, I finally understand this social media and it's working for me. And then three months later, mm-hmm. another one comes out mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. totally requires them to learn something new. And here's the catch too, is that mm-hmm. you have to learn it, even if ultimately you decide it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, how do you, do you just, is it something you accept or maybe you like it and that's why? <laughs> I think it's because I like it. Okay, because so many people really, just really don't helps. and they just get Some overwhelmed. People, yeah. Yeah. I would say to the people who um, get overwhelmed is you have to find, um, I'll get, I'll give an example. Like before Instagram, um, again, my, I had a different, a little bit of a different attitude when it came to doing uh, henna body art. I, I think in the early years, I, I was pretty okay. I was, you know, I was decent. I wouldn't say that I was up there with like, you know, being a great henna artist, not, not like I wanted to be in my mind, even though we all know we're, we're our own worst critic, but, um, I found that Instagram helped me It helped me discover like how I love taking photos. And then, and then every time that I would do some uh, like henna for someone or a product or anything that I'm working on, um, say, you know, even if it's a product, you know, you're like, oh, let me take a moment to like take a picture of this and, and just show that how much I love like what I'm doing. And then it makes you like want to make effort in that, like to be like, okay, I have this really great picture. So yeah, you do have to have a good camera or a good, a good phone. I mean, that's going to be the oh, first thing. So easy to people, find a good camera. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there's no reason to have people love beauty. Even if, unfortunately, if products kind of suck, it's like people love anything that looks so beautiful and gorgeous, uh, the colors. <laughs> so yeah. interesting that you just said that. Even, uh, if the, even if the products suck, if you could take a good picture. <laughs> I know. I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's fun. There's an article I read recently in Global Cosmetic Industry Magazine, the mm-hmm. June 2016 issue, and it said that. And oh. I'm unpa- yes, it did. I know. I wanted. I thought I'd <laughs> share it, but that. then I didn't want to send the wrong message to people. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. It. I feel a little bit bad. I'm well, like, what it mm, said was, um, it w- and this is really interesting. What it said was the efficacy of a product, and the lack of e- efficacy, I should say, can mm. be forgiven for people who have a target niche audience. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not the message we want to spread, right? But if you think mm. about it, it's almost exactly what you just said. Yeah. Is that if you have a target niche audience, 
your product, I mean, obviously it can't really suck, but it doesn't have to be like perfect. Like we expect from massive, huge brands most of the time. And and that is a competitive advantage, not Mm -hmm. an excuse to produce a lousy product. Um, No, no, no. But I I understand what you're saying when you said that. And you're not the only one that sort of, that, you know, kind of has that um, understanding that the way it looks is hugely important. Yes, and that's basically what I want to um, to push. You know that that it it does matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you might have to. Um, okay, what I what I did do that I didn't mention is that I do draw like from other. I'm vi- I am visual, so I do when I'm doing a new website or doing updates. I look at a bunch of websites that I like. For example. So that example could be even Instagram. So you look at a bunch of Instagram pages that you love. Well, how are they taking their photos? What are their backgrounds? Interacting with people. Go on the indie cruise. Like, like you have to network with people that are of like minds, like mm-hmm. drawing from their energy and take like little things that you like. You know, you, you are you. So you're going to take the little things that you love and admire from this website. Oh, from this Instagram page. And do try it out. Do a few yeah. photos like... Do a few different shots. Like you saw this mm-hmm. photo, you do one. You try yeah. it out. You do you know, have play to with set it. aside some time to do that yeah. kind of research and investigation, and yeah. and really sort of activate your curiosity muscle. Exactly. Like you kind of have to yeah. look at it and go, "Well, that's nice. How did they do that?" And mm-hmm. I think there's in in our business environment today, Khadija, mm-hmm. there's so much that's unhidden that used to be hidden. Like if you want to know how ABC person runs their business. All mm-hmm. you need to really do is subscribe to their everything yeah. and watch them. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like you don't need to read a book. You Mm-mm. don't need to uh, reading a book will just make you smarter and do it better. But you don't have to start there. You can start with the free stuff that's available all around. Yeah, you. yeah, and even hashtags, for example, mm-hmm. just Google, um, you know, popular hashtags by day. Like right. that's that's an easy popular hash. Tags for soap makers, popular, yes. ha- handmade, any yes. any of those things, and there there's like a whole list out there. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, tell us, Kadisha, Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about how you and your husband interact daily in your business. I know you have this studio now. I know that he is a a martial artist, and oh my gosh, I have seen him <laughs> twist his body in the most amazing ways. Um, I, I know that you all flow really well together, and you have to really tag team to run your business, his business, and your family. What are your tips and in words of encouragement to help other moms who are doing this? And, and sometimes, you know, it's hard, and you don't yeah. always have a great day, and you don't always agree, and there's 50,000 mm-hmm. wrestling matches and a tutu you have to buy. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, you know, marriage is like having a really good friend and, and, and a really good business partner. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, or even if it's your significant other, you know, just in, gen- in general, yeah. um, you know, you have to find out what each one's strengths are and, and work to that. Uh, you know, and honest, honestly, like, Jamal is more of a team player and I'm kind of, not really as good. I'm not really as good. I'm a little bit maybe. Um, that's why I like to do a lot of the things that I do as I kind of, I don't know, like how to explain it, but he just, he's probably better than that. I'm more of a, yeah, try to concentrate on what I'm I'm doing, but that balance, so which is good because then I can turn to him for those things when I, when I need like um, you know, the, that input, that more team, um, you know, side of 
uh, opinion, you know, opinions mm-hmm. and advice is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Like the, the all that, uh, that, and then, um, yeah, no, it's not definitely not always, always easy. You know, that also can be conflicting, you know, because he, let's say for example, when you both want to team up and do the same thing and help each other get it done quicker. Sometimes I'm like, can you do this one? And I do this one. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's kind of like, you know, that doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> I don't want to do know. that one. <laughs> He was like, no, let's do it together to get done faster. But I was like, but if I'm asking you to help me do this so that I can concentrate on something else that you probably can't help me with. So that's kind of like every relationship is going to be different. Like any part, every partnership, you know, it's kind of you you have to work to your strengths. You have to figure mm-hmm. out like, well, what are you strong in? And it's again, it goes back to fig- figuring it and out and, and is your partner on the same page, uh, you know, want, does your partner want that? I think that, you know, it's important that your partner wants, uh, the same things that mm-hmm, you want, mm-hmm. aspire for, you know, oh, that uh, is we just, so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we got so, kind of lucky yeah. that we're, that the teaching, I mean, we didn't know that we didn't like, wasn't on the application form. Like we were getting married, like kind of <laughs> like, Hey, so do you like this? And do you like that? And, um, but you know, you've we grown had to together. learn. You've oh, grown yes. together and you're yes. always reaching for the next best iteration of yourself. And I, and I think that I see that in you. I see that mm-hmm. in both of you. I've had an opportunity, obviously, to meet him and spend some time with him as well. Yes. So I, I do see that. And it's very beautiful and very inspiring. Um, and I know that other people watching are also inspired to keep going because it's not it's it's tough. It can be really mm-hmm. tough. So what yeah. what is on the drawing board for Hannah Souk? I mean, we've gone through so many amazing things that you've done. What are some of your future plans? And what can we look to see coming up here? Um, future plans. Oh, and I'm so excited. And and as your business grows, you start getting these feelings of uh, that's at least for me, I, I get these feelings of stages, where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. And oh, I'm ready for this, which I absolutely just love. But the next uh, part that we have going on is that we have finally decided to hire a marketing team to help us. They've helped other brands. And uh, I just love their husband and wife team. And when we met with them, I just love that they're so interested in our business and like, but sincerely, like, I just feel a connection. And to me, that's important. Like, I love being from teaching, like from choosing the teachers that teach at Hannah Chai, from, you know, having the staff that work for me there. I love their have that their energy. That's important. Like they have to be for it. Otherwise, like, I won't really want to hire you like or you know and the teachers you know that are teaching henna um the great henna artists but if your attitude or something is off no no that's okay you can be great but like I don't like the rest that's not going to work for me no matter how great that you are so that's important because I feel that all radiates um you know together so they're amazing so that's the, the marketing team uh, which we actually meet with them this week, and we're sitting sitting down and getting some concrete plans and kind of things uh, definitely in order. Um, and then with this great opportunity with Whole Foods, I'm I feel really strongly like that. Um, you know, I want to be in their store. So yeah, we will definitely want to be uh, in Whole Foods and organic markets. Uh, I I love. Um, I love the small businesses too, the natural hair and beauty salons. I love all those uh, types of uh, businesses, so I'm I'm excited about that. And uh, I think that um, you know a few more steps with the say marketing and seeing where our focus is going, how we're going to get it done, and then go from um, a few more. We need more packaging tweaks, you know, work on a few more things, and then 
be ready to approach, you know, stores like Whole Foods and uh, organic markets down here locally and then spread out from there, you know, but I want to start local, definitely. Um, well, local it's worked for you. It's yeah, it's worked. It's worked. So I, mean, I need to stay local because, yeah, because I love to visit too. So, and what's great about being able to visit is being able to do henna. So even if people sometimes are not even interested in coloring their hair, they majority of a lot of people like to get henna. They love it, uh, even if it's the tiniest little flower. I love that you love it because it seems to just make you so happy. I mean, I remember the first time I met you, you came into the restaurant and you had your henna supplies and you just look so happy. (laughs) She's doing a henna. It was my very first henna, by the way. Um, And so I was so intrigued and you taught me. And so you weren't just doing henna. You were were doing art and you were teaching me and it's just wonderful. So we definitely want to... Make sure that we're looking for you at hennasouk, H-E-N-N-A-S-O-O-Q.com. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Khadija, your location in Maryland, is that open for people to come by? Does it have hours? What can we tell people about that? Yes. Uh, the the studio is a, um, a collaboration uh, with uh, my husband and two other partners and, and, uh, and myself, and we have uh, it's a yoga um, and Budokan and Bollywood dance studio with henna products and henna services. And we do have hours uh, Monday through Friday, 6.30 uh, to 9 p.m. Currently, we have their evening hours because uh, everyone does have a, a day job for, for now as we evolve and grow and decide uh, to open up further as we grow. So and people, can, people can come by without calling in advance from 6.30 to 9 o'clock for now. Yes. And, and then, then, okay. Yeah. And then the, and the weekdays, as uh, I'm sorry, the weekends, on the weekends, they can uh, come as well uh, during the studio hours, Saturdays 10 to 4, um, and Sunday, they have morning uh, classes okay. as well till about uh, 8 to 12 uh, p.m. But uh, they also were located in um, Columbia, Maryland. What's the address? Sure. It's, the studio is located at 7060 Oakland Mills Road, Suite K, Columbia, Maryland. That's 21046. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. So we can go and see you there. We can see you online. We can follow you on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Hannah Souk, of course. Yes, and Hannah Souk um, everywhere. <laughs> yes, so in closing, I have a question for you. you you've mm-hmm. been at this for a long time, and you have so many different nuances and facets to your maker business. Tell us one thing. Just pick one, one of the mm-hmm. most important characteristics Mm-hmm. that a person has to have from your perspective in order to be successful as a maker handmade entrepreneur? Oh, the one thing um, to be a successful entrepreneur, um, I would say it has to be to to believe in yourself and be able to connect with the people, you know, to believe in yourself and, and connect with people, make a difference. Um, you know, make a difference in someone's life, like give them a reason to uh, want, like why do they need your product in their life or why, what is it about you? You know, and sometimes it's not even always just the product, but you're giving the experience of, of you uh, as a, you know, as a brand, as a person. And people love that, like give them a reason to want to be drawn to you and everything you do. 
Excellent. I love that. Um, and you know, you're the walking, talking embodiment of what you just said, because <laughs> so much of your business is focused on, you know, there's products, obviously, but so much of what I see, and I think what other people see as well, Khadija, is, is that we see you offering something that enhances our lives in a way that we can understand mm-hmm. and embrace and tell our friends about. Yes. And that, yeah. that's what you do. So congratulations to you <laughs> and Jamal on all your success. And Thank with you. the Hennessuk brand, we look forward to amazing <laughs> growth continuing over the years. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. I absolutely love Indie Business. Uh, it's definitely been oh, best choices uh, I've ever made uh, to have our business part of Indie Business. Well, thank you. Yay. We're so honored, honored, <laughs> absolutely honored to serve you at the Indie Business Network. So we'll be talking to you soon. And yes. uh, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Khadija Dawn Carroll of Hennessook in Elk Ridge, Maryland. Let's unpack some of the tips she shared in this episode. First, be visual. Khadija reminded us that people are attracted by what they see. Use your blog, your packaging, your social media outlets, and everything else at your disposal to engage people in visual ways. They will reward you with their attention and the engagement will lead to increased sales. Second, work to your strengths. Do what you do best and don't worry that much about everything else. Khadija loves social media and so she does pretty much all of it for her brand. She assesses the social media landscape, which is always changing, and navigates between the ones that work best for her. Instagram in particular, she says. Khadija says that this is something everyone has to do in order to progress forward. And thirdly, don't rush. Khadija says that you have to resist trying to grow fast, even though it's tempting. Technology allows us to see so many other people who have achieved more than we have, and it's important to remain focused on what you are doing as you learn from the success of other people, all the while not getting carried away with trying to keep up with them. This is a challenge, but Khadija says it is something that we all have to do. Now, you can subscribe to Indie Business Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It helps so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories we bring to you. If you could just leave a note, give us some stars, some thumbs ups, and just let other people know why you enjoy the podcast. And maybe they'll see your comment and they'll want to subscribe and listen and learn along with us. I love the maker community and I'm so excited to be a part of it along with you. It's such an exciting time to be an entrepreneur. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. Mm